Welcome to Capital Talk, our weekly legislative analysis program produced by Montana Public Radio and aired statewide. Capital Talk is hosted by Sally Mock and features Lee Newspaper's State Bureau Chief Holly Michaels and Rob Saldine of the University of Montana's Mansfield Center and Political Science Department. Here's Sally. Rob, Montana is expected to get almost $3 billion from the COVID relief bill signed into law this week by President Biden. And that's almost half as much as the state's annual budget. It's a tremendous windfall that absolutely no Republicans in Congress voted for. Yeah, exactly, Sally. It's a lot of money. And um, the partisan dynamics, though, were on full display. Uh, As you say, every single Republican in Congress voted against this bill, including uh, our Senator Daines and our rep, uh, Matt Rosendale, and every single Democrat, with just one exception, voted uh, for it. Uh, So this is a big win for the new Democratic administration. Here's how Congressman Matt Rosendale described the COVID relief money. The people across the state of Montana did not send me up here to spend $1.9 trillion so that they can get some breadcrumbs. This is not good for our children, our grandchildren, and it's just long-term not good for the state of Montana. Nearly $3 billion he describes as breadcrumbs, Rob. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know, the breadcrumb analogy, uh, I think, misses a mark by a wide margin. Uh, Montana could get as much as $2.7 billion out of this, as you noted, Sally, and, and uh, lots of people across the state are going to be receiving direct payments of one. 1,400. So if it's breadcrumbs, it's lots and lots of breadcrumbs. Well, here's Senator Dane's reaction to the COVID relief bill. There's going to be certainly a shot in the arm for the economy. There's so much cash coming in. We're going to be running up the debt. But in the short term, I think it may put inflationary pressures on the economy. It's a concern by many. Rob, neither Danes nor Rosendale raised a peep about the federal debt when they voted for former President Trump's COVID relief bill, which also was over a trillion dollars. Right. You know, I think Danes' concern about running up the debt, it's not crazy on its own terms. That's a legitimate worry. But the thing is, you've got to balance that against the devastating economic impact that this pandemic has had. And I, I do think that's something that's easy for some people to not fully understand just how bad this thing has been because it's hit so unevenly. Some people are doing just fine, uh, better than ever, in fact. Uh, The stock market is surging, but then you've got a lot of workers and small business owners who've really been hit hard. So this pandemic has caused uh, serious economic problems, and, and that's the rationale for a big response. It's also, I think, Sally, as, as you suggest, it's a little bit of an eye roller to hear Dane's concerned about the debt all of a sudden. And of course, he's certainly not the only one using that talking point. But we certainly didn't see any of that hand wringing from Dane's when he was voting for not only the COVID relief legislation under the previous president, but also for the tax cuts under the previous president. Holly, this COVID windfall throws the legislative budget action into some kind of chaos, really, because now they have to figure out how to spend all this money that they weren't necessarily planning on getting. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting process. Like Normally, reporters like me right now are kind of celebrating the end of this really intense subcommittee work that goes on on the state budget, and it gets rolled up into House appropriations, then moves to the full floor. But what we heard this week is those subcommittees, which would normally be done with their work right now, are going to fire back up and come back to tackle that aid coming to Montana 
I've heard that it could be up to about $1.3 billion that the legislature will be deciding how to spend because, like you said, that $2.7 billion, some of it goes directly to local government sums in those uh, stimulus payments for people. But pretty big amount of money Montana will be dealing with. One legislator said it could be more than just the state's general fund dollars in the normal budget. What they're looking at is something they're calling the Beast Bill right now, and that's going to be carried by Representative Frank Garner. And what they're saying is it's going to be dropped in what they're calling an ugly format. So it'll just have some really bare bones suggestions of where the money should go so that they can have a bill, get it introduced and start to work on it. And in those subcommittees, they'll go through agency by agency in the state, ways that that money could be spent, figuring out how to coordinate this all with Um, some of the infrastructure bills that are going through, and then the main state budget bill, which is House Bill 2. We heard from Governor Greg Gianforte's budget director saying that he really wants legislators to consider putting the COVID relief money toward things that don't create new programs. And he wants them to prioritize options that would have what he said are long-term benefits to the state, one-time only spending really targeted on COVID relief, that sort of thing. You know, this is something that Republicans were long frustrated with through 2020 when the state got its first $1.25 billion from the CARES Act, but they didn't have power, they weren't in session, and it was pretty much left to then-Governor Steve Bullock to determine how that money was spent with some input from a task force. So, you know, the legislatures wanted this opportunity to have the ability to dictate where funds are going. They have had some back and forth on COVID aid that's already gone through that they've you know, pulled back amounts a little bit and made some tweaks and something that they've long wanted their hands on and are about to have a pretty massive opportunity to do so. Mm-hmm. I think it's an important point to make that this is not an ongoing pool of money, that this is money they're going to get right now and may not get again in the future. So they have to plan for that. Rob, State Attorney General Austin Knudsen and Governor Gianforte last January, before Biden became president, in a move they did not publicize, signed an agreement to help the Federal Department of Homeland Security enforce immigration laws. And now A.G. Knudsen has had Montana join a lawsuit with Arizona against the Department of Homeland Security, saying they are violating the agreement they signed. It's not totally clear to me why Montana is involved in this. It all stems, Sally, from the fact that not all of our elected offices change hands at the same time. So so Knutson and Gianforte were sworn into their new offices several days before Joe Biden became president. And it was during that brief window that this agreement was hatched between the Trump administration, which was still in place at that time, and uh, the new Governor Gianforte, new AG Knutson. And, um, you know, it seems to me that the legality of all of this seems pretty questionable. It's not at all clear that Knutson's going to prevail on it. But just on the politics of the thing, this strikes me as a, a good issue for Knutson. He's, he's framing it as a law and order thing, uh, cracking down on drugs coming in from Mexico. Uh, that's a good look for him. And I, I think everyone assumes that Knutson has his sights set on bigger things. And that AG job has been a natural 
stepping stone uh, into the governor's office. Uh, Bullock was AG before becoming governor, so was Mark Roscoe. And before Gianforte swooped back in from Washington, it looked like Tim Fox might follow that same path. So that uh, attorney general job, it's an important position in state government on its own terms, arguably second only to the governor. But it's also one of these positions that gets a lot of media attention, which is an uh, ideal situation for a young politician looking to raise his profile uh, before running for higher office. Holly, there was more testimony this week on so-called religious freedom bills. And one in particular, as we've mentioned before, is Senate Bill 215, which opponents argue would allow businesses, etc., to deny services to LGBT people on the basis of religious belief. And in the hearing this week, opponents argued in testimony that some gay Montanans will leave the state if this bill passes. And that comment drew some controversial reaction from a couple of legislators. Yeah, we've talked on this show before about these bills moving through the session that opponents say are targeted at the LGBTQ community, and this is one of them. And during the hearing and after, we saw on social media there were several tweets and posts that two legislators, Representative Jedediah Hinkle and Representative Bob Phelan, who are both Republicans, let out what was described as a little cheer when a person who testified that people had told them they would leave the state because it seems this bill is likely to pass the legislature and they were concerned about what that would mean for them living in Montana. Representative Donovan Hawk, who's a Democrat from Butte, addressed the committee after that, saying he hoped that they wouldn't, quote, snicker what people gave public testimony. Our reporter, Seaborn Larson, caught up with Hinkle after the hearing, and Hinkle told Seaborn that he didn't cheer, but did sort of lift up his hands in a shrug or disbelief that he was sharing with Phelan over the statement or idea that people would leave the state because of the legislation. And it does seem now, we saw it in this hearing too, that you know this bill narrowly passed the Senate in this transmittal crush of bills. But we also saw support yesterday from the Gianforte administration. Lieutenant Governor Kristen Juris spoke in support of the bill. So I think that's a pretty clear indication that if this bill were to pass the House, it will be signed by Gianforte. And he, prior to becoming governor, made his views on this, I think, pretty clear. He opposed, uh, for example, the Bozeman Local Non-Discrimination Ordinance. Rob, the U.S. Senate is expected to vote next week on Deb Holland's nomination to be Secretary of the Interior. And this week, Senator Daines tried to delay the vote with a procedural maneuver knowing it wasn't going to succeed. We've talked before about his opposition to her nomination In a speech on the Senate floor this week, he said Holland wants to harm Montana's, quote, way of life. You kill the energy jobs, you kill all the pipelines, you kill our natural resources. Montana is left to be simply a playground for the rich and famous. We've got to stand up for hardworking Montanans and protect their way of life. This phrase, the Montana way of life, comes up a lot these days, Rob. Yeah, it sure does. Same with Montana values. Um, But, you know, Danes is 
opposition to to Holland. I mean, uh, part of it just seems a little ridiculous, you know, after all these years of uh, fawning, unmitigated enthusiasm for everything Trump does and said, you know, he now uh, keeps saying how alarmed and troubled he is, you know, that Holland and the Biden administration are violating the Montana way of life and uh, that Holland in particular is hostile and divisive. But if one can get past that, there are some substantive differences here on the policy. You know, Holland and Danes are on opposite sides of some important issues, the Keystone Pipeline and fossil fuels. But that said, you know, Sally, as you note, it's been clear for some time that she is going to be confirmed. And more than that, that she's going to have at least a few Republican senators supporting her. So Danes's high-profile opposition to her. It's not something that was ever going to bring her down. It does uh, carry the virtue for him, I think, of signaling very clearly, though, that he's a big supporter of the fossil fuel industry. My way of life this weekend is to get out and get some sun. Holly, Rob, I hope you're able to as well. Thank you. Thanks, Sally. Thanks, Sally. You've been listening to Capital Talk, our weekly legislative analysis program. Capital Talk features Rob Saldine of the University of Montana's Mansfield Center and Political Science Department, Lee Newspaper's State Bureau Chief Holly Michaels, and host Sally Mott. Join us next week for more analysis of the 2021 Montana Legislature.